Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dance of the Soul. And we are here today, and I'm going to make this little disclosure that my Wi-Fi, we're getting a little bit of a windstorm. So if my Wi-Fi kind of flickers, it's because of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, technology is technology. Welcome to everyone who is coming in or will be here as we are doing the dance of the soul. The dance of the soul is something that we love to talk about. How does the soul walk through this life? And we have a guest here that has been through a story, has been through the some negotiations, which is basically the walk of the soul. And Regan Forston, who is my partner in loving crimeness here, is, um, uh, is a hypnotherapist with the Newton Institute and is... Uh, willing to share his story of his years of being an elder walking through this life showing people how to be because he is an amazing being and i'm natasha venter a psychic medium who has been intuitive her whole life and is willing to help others walk through this story of life i've been able to connect a lot of dots real simply of why and i do a lot of work in past lives other dimensions and the human body all at the same time. So I love to help people get into their bodies more because this is where we're supposed to be. It doesn't matter about, about the matrix I've said lately on another show. It doesn't matter about the matrix. It doesn't matter about what's going on. It's about being here in the human world, in the humanness so that we can learn the lessons what we're doing right now. And Laura, welcome to our show. And in that conversation of being in the human body and surviving it and negotiating it. So welcome. You want to tell a little bit about yourself, a short little bio? I know we have one on the Facebook here and, and YouTube. Better to hear it from her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I could talk about this stuff forever and ever. Yeah. So I'm always glad when someone will have me on to, to chat with. And uh, we're all speaking the same language, which is so yeah. much fun. So um, a little bit about me is I um, was a entertainment reporter for about 15, 16 years in Hollywood and doing the red carpet world and going to all the fun events, the Oscars and the Emmys and the Golden Globes and interviewing celebrities. And then my life took a, that dark night of the soul turn where I lost my brother to cancer and then my dad by suicide. I had two miscarriages right back to back from one another. I had three babies that uh, we were unable to adopt in adoption situations. They all fell through. Wow. Both of my dogs died. And then uh, my career just took a, a nosedive because I really, obviously, with all of those bricks being thrown at me, I just, I couldn't hack it. I couldn't handle life. So um, it sent me on a journey of awakening. It sent me on a journey of spirituality to manage my grief. And in that... I started uh, journaling and writing out questions and having that very similar experience to Neil Donald Walsh's yes, conversations yeah. with God. Like literally the same thing. And mm -hmm. I remember reading that book and he would always say like, whatever I do, you too can do. And I'd be like, oh, I wonder if I can do this. And sure enough, I could. So I started writing in my journal and six weeks later, I realized it was a book. And then that became my first book. And then I think two months later, I had a second book there were still questions that I needed answered. And then there were a third book that I wrote within six months. And then a year later, I had four full books that were all um, what we now deem as channeled, which I I, very, I understand that very differently now, but I'll still use that terminology because it just makes yeah. it easier. That channeling turned into these uh, wisdom of the all books. And I'm actually writing a fifth one now. And from there, it just sort of everything just awakened in me. All of my infinite abilities is what I call them. I started doing this <laughs> mediumship as uh, Natasha does. 
Um, I do past life regressions. I know you guys do that too, a, a little bit, Regan. You do mm -hmm. afterlife <laughs> yeah. um, work. And then I started reading tarot and Oracle and become an animal communicator and a little bit of a mentalist where I can speak with telepathy to people on the other side. And wow. um, I don't know, so many other things. Uh, numerologists, I work with numbers, symbols, signs, and just it continues it's been about 10 years of this journey. It just continues to awaken within me. And then now I've shifted into a teacher. So I actually help people awaken their infinite abilities. And it's been, a, it's been quite the ride. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Wow. You know, talk about, I was, you know, thinking about uh, your life taking a 180, you know, you yeah. 15 years ago or even 12 years ago, you wouldn't have never thought you'd be in this spot right now, would you? Never and then, in a million years. And then the universe had other plans for you. You know, Absolutely. it's yeah. the, the same, like I say, has happened to me, not as dramatic as you. I didn't have all the loss and the pain that way, but, you know, just um, going in one way and that and the highway being ripped out from that. And then I had to go another way and it ripped out until it, it finally got me here. And it finally made sense why all the, I had all those missed turns and why I had all those disappointments that turned into, wow, I'm so glad all those things happened, you know, Um yeah, I wouldn't trade it. I mean, it sounds weird to say, but I mean, if I could take my dad and my brother back, that would be that would yeah, be different. But of course. in terms of all the other things, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade the 180 at all. You know, I loved what I did in Hollywood, but I at some point I think I would have aged out because of the ageism that still exists there. Anyway, yeah. I probably would have been struggling just as bad, but in a different way, and probably would have had the same dark night of the soul, but without maybe as many bricks. So I recognize that. So now that I can look back on it. I wouldn't trade it. I love what I do now. I get to help people. I get to find closure yes. for them. You know, it's just, it's such a beautiful um, thing when you can really help somebody shift their own life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think today in hearing your story, I'm hoping what a lot of people get from this that are going through even just one of those hardships you have, because with some people just losing their father or their mother or their, their child or something like that is just as devastating. Uh, can see that there's um, multiple ways of of moving forward. You know, some people just go into despair and depression and they stay there, you know, yeah. and that's in my regular therapy practice. And I have to deal with a lot of that where people are just down and they think they're never going to get out of it, you know. But hearing stories like yours just shows you, I think, the positive way of, of um, you know, it's the, the consummate, the glass is half full instead of empty, you know. In yeah. other words, you're you're in this position, and then again in your prayer or your your surrendering to whatever that power people see that power on the other side, that magical things can start happening in your life, you know, yeah. as they have with you. Because I can tell you're a happy person now. You just ex exude that right now. I am, but man, was it a journey to get myself here? It yes. really was. And you know, it's it's why I always want to help people because I've already taken the journey, and if I can help yeah. anybody skip a few steps so they don't have to make the the missteps and have as many bricks as I, I did. That's what I really want to do in the world. And I always joke that I was voted the biggest complainer in high school. So <laughs> like to go from that to this, there, that is a miracle in and of itself. Cause I was, I complained about everything. This was wrong and that was wrong and this was wrong. And I've, I've learned to love what is as best as I can because of the journey that I've taken.
Yeah. yeah. And and that's the trick is to love what is. I know that for me, you know, I went through several years of a lot the same thing. My husband actually says, you're not the same woman I married because I did the flip over of the box and, and looked at the bottom side while I was grieving. You know, I was having kids at the same time my parents were dying. And, you know, life is always magically ending jobs at the same time my animals pass away. You know, it's like everything's coincided with with life and happening. And and that's the thing is, is that that I can tell you that going through that grief is just the, it's the most eye awakening moments if you can cannot stay in the depression of it. I mean, depression is a part of it. You have to be in depression when you're in grief. And, yeah. and I mean that with love, that, that it is part of the key. You have to be, you almost have to be depressed to be in grief. Yet at the same time, though, it's a process. It's not a staying there. And so if we can all move through that, that part of it, that moment of it, the anger, the frustration and, and be with it. And, and congratulations for, for stepping into it and going. Cause I yeah. know for me, when I was going through it, sometimes I had to look over my sh shoulder metaphorically and said, Oh, I'm not up to mud here. I'm up to mud here. So I know I've come a little bit further. I'm out of the, I'm out of the mud pit, you know, it's like, and then finally I'm looking down here and then it's like a year later, I think that I was like walking on crackled, you know, the dry crackled mud earth of, of, a, of a, uh, no longer an, uh, lake, you know? And yeah. it was like, okay, I know that I'm walking on more solid ground, even though it's a little bit muddy still, you know, yeah. but I know that I got my footing again. And that was about a year after I could say the final, ugh, <laughs> at that moment in my life was happening but we have a couple say people saying hello i wanted to kind of reach out at this time hello guys okay hi guy hi guy and then um and veronica veronica's, veronica yeah veronica has been one of my gifted friends for a long time client and then now friends so yeah feel free those that are listening if you have any questions for laura you know feel free to chime in and and ask because that's how we all learn we're just all here sharing our experiences i'm sure people look we're watching have similar experiences or they have the fear of going what's going to happen if the, if this kind of happens to them you know because yeah. i think sometimes there's part of ourselves that knows that the other shoe's going to drop at some point mm -hmm. you know we just have that feeling you know before yeah. and it would be nice for them to know that hey if it comes to that there's help and that you will get through it and you can learn uh in everything from that you know yeah, life is not without challenges. And even as Natasha was saying about the journey, you know, coming out of the mud, mm -hmm. first of all, a lotus flower actually grows in mud and there were exactly flowers on the planet. Oh, wow. But yeah. it's, it's also when you have the tools and, and the know-how how to move through it, then when the mud does come back around and it will, like, you know, I went through this, this whole period in the beginning where I thought I had it all down everything i'm like i get it i get this whole universe stuff i understand this and then boom another wave would come and hit me and i'd be like right back where i started but what i found was with each passing wave i was able to pick myself up so much more quickly and then my weekly waves became bi-weekly and then a month would go mm -hmm. by and i hadn't had a wave and then six months would go by and i hadn't had a wave and then like literally out of nowhere a wave will come because that's the journey of our soul that if yeah. we're not here to live these perfect magical lives 99% of the time we're here to maybe have like 80% happy but there's got to be that 20% of the hard yeah. stuff if you have the tools within yourself you can move through it and you know just as an example of that i you know i was doing great like i was in a really good place back over the summer and then literally out of nowhere my mom and i were in a car and we got sideswiped by somebody and that sent me back into 
you know, a little bit of a wave, but because I had the tools and resources, I mean, I like instantaneously, I knew exactly what to do in that, during that car accident. I called 911, the, um, the crash investigator come, I got the information. I did all the things that I would do physically, but then mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I was able to regulate my nervous system immediately so that I didn't go into panic. I was able to help calm my mother down by teaching her to regulate her nervous system. I was able to cal calm everybody else around that was there as well. <laughs> like, we cannot believe how calm you are. And I said to them, well, it's because I'm a meditation teacher. So that helped me learn how to. But I really believe that whether you're doing the work as a, in a scientific, you know, that type of way, or whether you're doing it spiritually, they're both managing to create space in your brain so that you have that moment of the pause where the answers do start to come through of how can mm -hmm. I move through this wave more quickly? What can I do to manage the situation? And that's really what I always want to let people know that once you do the, the inner healing and you do that spiritual work, you'll have the resources within yourself to always be asking the questions and to know how to get through those waves when they do come. Regan, are you having a wave? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he he just had the fluish feeling um, of this past week, so he's coming on the back oh, side of it, it. and yeah. and so his coughing. And so <laughs> sorry about that. I'll so we're all good. We're it. all good. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is, is that like for me during the holidays, I got hit by grief. Um, my kid ended up getting mixed up in the, in the um, flight the situation. It was the first year that that we weren't together as a family. And, and for me losing my whole family that, and being an only child when, you know, grief gets triggered really easily during the holidays. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I would tell people, you know, yeah, my tools aren't really working right now, but I had tools that were working behind the scenes. You know, I was able to negotiate it. I was able to stay above water instead of getting in. But I know a lot of people struggle with this moment of when things happen. And like the same day that my job ended, my cat was passing away, who was my familiar. Um, and then my, um, and then my, my, uh, uh, the boss that I was having at the time is very ADHD and wanted the answer right now. I said, pause just a minute. Let me go catch up with myself. I'll be back. He goes, I need to know within a half an hour. Okay. Let me go catch up with myself. I repeated, let me go do what I need to do. And, and then I'll come back with an answer. So I went to the bathroom, went into a quiet space, kind of checked in with myself, you know, and that's the thing is, is that sometimes we don't know what's going to happen. You know, like the day that my husband got caught by the cops, he is an alcoholic, got pulled over by the cops. I knew something was ending that day. I woke up hearing something's going to end today. I didn't know what it was. I'm very intuitive. <clears throat> But still, I had to go through the process of seeing it as it was at that moment. And so when we're going through life, sometimes we have to be kind of a raw nerve to go through those situations to really get the, the knowing of what it's supposed to hear to teach us. So yeah. um, so Guy was asking here, um, um, are we all well? I would say yes. Yes. <laughs> it may we not may be like it sometimes, but we are well. But we're, we're, doing, yeah. we're doing life. So and then... Uh, uh, Lacey says, good evening, um, readings this evening. Um, you know, I want to say we would love to do readings, but this is a moment where we're having a guest and I don't want to give you, um, 
kind of that miscommunication because we're on as a show, not necessarily on to do personal readings. And so I know that um, Laura can do them or I can do one for you that would be a little bit more personal. So we would love to give guidance, but not necessarily a reading. Yeah, that Laura, I'd like if somebody seeing this wants to get a reading from you, they just go to what you have right there, Laura Saltman. Yeah, so you just go to my website, laurasaltman.com, and you'll okay. see the work with me. And then it's got all the things that I do, the past life, the mediumship, the, all the, the awakened life coaching. You have a really great everything. web. Yeah, I have your website up right now. I really like it. It's really good. Hey, <clears throat> I was getting this really big aha moment uh, because what Laura's doing and Natasha and I are doing, we're all doing in similar ways to... In other words, we're trying to get answers for people about about problems that they're having. <laughs> we're trying to, to give them the why to things so that they can understand why they're going through this. And it's appearing to me that God has kind of opened a portal here um, to where people can start realizing that they have a lot more power within themselves than they ever realized. Because just like a Neil Diamond Walsh and like you did with the, the writing. Um, when I was in hypnotherapy school, we had this thing where we would put people in trance and in, while they were in trance, they would ask themselves questions and then they would just, their hand would just write answers out. They wouldn't even be seeing what was doing. And it was like, mm -hmm. it was like somebody else was writing. We called it automatic writing. Yep. Well, now I understand what that is because it, with the Newton Institute, when we, when we have people in deep trance, they have a list of questions they want. And it, uh, when they go to, through a past life and then all of a sudden there's a guide or an angel there and we ask permission to go to the other side, there's a council there and they ask their questions and get the answers. But sometimes don't even need to go that far because when I realize that the higher self is speaking through them because they're speaking in third person. In other words, I'm asking questions and they're getting answered and like, you know, like I save Laura, if you were there, all of a sudden your, your higher self would be saying, well, if Laura wasn't so stubborn, she'd be doing this and she knows she needs to do this. And all of a sudden I'll say, am I talking to Laura's higher self? And yes. And I go, wow, this is cool. So then we can get a lot of answers. Uh, you know, so it's it's another way of getting the answers, just like you did with the writing, like Neil Diamond did that yep. way. Um, and um, I think it's just people needs to trust that what's coming through is really true. It's not just yeah. some something your imagination or some something you know weird like that. So, um, hmm, need to be more steady. Yeah, that, that was way a big I, my puzzle too. Figuring out if yeah. this is Laura or if this is the you know source speaking yeah. as me through me. I it it took a while. You know, I I wasn't really sure, but then. I would read my book back and then I would be like, there's no way that I wrote this. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. It's not even my voice. It doesn't even sound like Laura. And and people who know me who have read my books, they they really can tell the difference. Just, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And even when I channel, like, like I channel messages as well. I always say like, you know, I have the answers and I can pull answers through for everybody. But when Laura talks, Laura's asked to think about it for a second. There's like a delay. And then I'm always like, um, oh, I'm seeing this. Oh, this, this, this. But then I'm like, you know what? Let me just channel the message because then I get Laura out of the way. I, <laughs> I do the same thing sometimes. <laughs> and then all the ums and all the hesitation goes away and the message just comes through loud and clear. And for me, yep. it was always like trying to get myself out of the way of like, I sometimes I find channeling can be very disturbing to people because they don't, you know, they don't believe it. They don't understand so, it. Yeah. yeah. And they don't understand it. And so I, I was always like hesitant to do it. But I, I so realized that when we're in channeling, 
how profound and impactful the messages are. They're way more profound than when our human self is in the way. It's just, we got to clear the deck, so to speak. Exactly. I channel Mother Earth sometimes at, um, in my sessions and it's like, and I don't, I don't do a, a full channel. I'm not totally, but I'm enough that I alter. Yeah. And, and so with that, that it, but Mother Earth comes in and just her joy and just her emotions and all that kind of stuff just helps to bring through some love and guidance. And they're yeah. like going, yeah, this 15 minute session ended with Mother Earth. And I'm like going, okay, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, when you follow yeah. the, you just follow that. You just know like that that's what the message needs to be and that's how it needs to come through. It just, you get to this knowing. And I remember Wayne Dyer used to always talk about the knowing. Like there's just yes. a knowing. You get to a knowing, a knowing and you just know what you're meant to say, do, or be in the world. Yep. Yeah, and I, I would say that too because um, when I spent my time on the other side, the three hours I was over there and got all the uh, questions answered and everything, and then when I came back uh, a few days later, there was a few moments of like, oh, wow, did that really happen? Or, you know, did I make that up or whatever? And then, of course, I listened to the recording back again and just listening to that. And I can go. And then there's that feeling. There's that knowingness that comes within you. And that's the, that's the best way to say, like Wayne Dyer said, you can't explain it to people. You'll just know it when it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you if you see a past life and sometimes. I've done past life regressions with people and they'll just go, and I think I just made that crap up, you know? Uh, But there's other times when they think about it for a minute and they, there's something in them, like a few weeks later, they'll go, Oh my gosh, I know that had to be me. You know, there's a knowingness that happens, you know? So we can't convince people. That's why I say, if, if anybody has any doubts in this thing, give it a, give it a try. But now I'm always the, on this, you know, with my upbringing and with a lot of my family, um, in, in the type of beliefs that they have, which are great and work for them great. So they're fine where they're at. Uh, but they have a concern that let's say, uh, Laura, when you're channeling or 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 um, doing these readings or something, and their, their, their first concern is, how do you know that it's not like a, a, an evil angel? Or how do you know it's not the devil? Or how do you know it's bad spirits? You know, that's all they think that this is. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. What do you say to that? What do you say to them for that? Well, it took the journey to get me to to understand that because probably 15 years ago, I maybe would have, you know, believed in all of that. But my my level of belief and and who we are and what we're doing here and that type of energy, just I don't have I don't have that belief system anymore. So that doesn't come around me. So I'm never going to channel yeah. somebody who is the devil. I'm never going to channel mm-hmm. negative spirits because I don't hold the belief that they exist. I believe. Yeah that we are all one. I believe that we all come from the same infinite source. I believe that if we are uh, here and we're in, and we're still in sort of like a energetic spirit form, it's just because we haven't remembered who we are and that the spirits are not inherently evil or devilish. They just forgot who they are. And so as light workers can help move them into the next phase of their expansion as a soul, whereas people who come into haunted houses or places that they consider haunted, their belief system that they hold is around fear or the devil. And so because I I know that we create what we believe, they're creating experiences for themselves. And so whenever I come across that, I'm able to move them on into that next phase. Yeah, we've had, you know, in the 70,000 cases we've had now where we've had people go to the afterlife and back, uh, we've not experienced experienced any uh, hellish devilish yeah. in the least you know it's like I, I picture it being like um like um 
uh, a skyscraper that with you know 100 floors and on some of the lower floors people have constructed rooms and things and belief systems yeah. that there's the devils and everything so they work within that but once you once you kind of decide that you can let go of that you rise up to some of the higher floors where you don't even have, that's not even a consideration anymore you know yeah. you're just into the love and the light i i don't know i try to think of things in a simplistic way for me to you know, to uh, to understand them, because um, I believe I have some intuitive gifts. Uh, I know Natasha's kind of helped me some, but they haven't been as developed <laughs> as the two of you yeah. as much. So I use more of a I'm more of on the uh, the scientific side, you know, like with the Newton Institute, we're we're just um, we're just saying, hey, when when people get into this certain state, this is what happens. And everybody seems to have the same template of experience. It doesn't matter if they're young or old or what religious beliefs they have. So scientifically, if you would say, if, if we have this such a thing as a metaphysical scientifically, you know, mm -hmm. the, uh, the same thing's kind of uh, happening. So um, I would suggest people that are listening to the three of us today, um, you know, depending on what state you're at, if this rings true at all, um then just go do it start doing some searching there's so much out there isn't there laura oh my like, god so much i love your example by the way regan of the the office building oh. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> because if you think about it like there's a teacher for every level too and right. so, so at whatever level that people are at, they're meant to be there. That was their chosen place as a soul. And so yes. just because you haven't awakened the rest of those, you know, intuitive, infinite abilities, it's you're meant to be at a specific level to teach the people who are, are going to be aligned <laughs> to you. And then you may find yourself in a few years, you've now moved up to taking the elevator up and now you're at a different level and you're attracting different people. So I think on that, that journey we all have different levels and i know at some point i was down here speaking completely different language so if you go back to some of the stuff that i had channeled or i, I had spoken about five years ago it's very different to the language that i speak now and it's just because yeah. i'm sort of elevated up to this conscious level and now i'm usually attracting people who are around that conscious level so when i say the words that i say they're not freaked out they they kind of know what i'm talking about and they understand it Exactly. Yeah. And and I always treat things as um, light and dark, light and shadow. You have to have the light on top of the table and the darkness underneath to have perspectives. Mm -hmm. And when I do house clearings, I have seen very dark energy, but it's usually been a collection of darkness that the people in the house have had, depression, yeah. ickiness, or a representation that took on, you know, like my kid was um, dealing with depression. I believe in fairies. I believe in the, and there was a dark fairy who was there, but it was like a vacuum cleaner. You know, he couldn't have been dark. I mean, he had to be dark in order to know how to attract the dark to him to get, take it off my kid. You know, so there was that moment of I just made sure that he dumped himself, you know, and cleaned himself off so that, you know, we can do the work. But, you know, there's that belief system of who we are. But remembering that that we do have the shadows, we do have the darkness to clean out. I know one time I was doing a meditation and I had to clean out my shadows. I had to clean, make it lighter, not so dense, not so heavy, because the shadow work was something that was there for a purpose. It was there for helping me hold groundingness. You know, it's that that knowing of who we are. And because I know that I've had taken off some pretty dark stuff off of people, but yeah. it's because of who they are more than and what is there. You know, so the like land that's there. Energy. It's like energy gets stuck. It's kind of like the dust in your home. If you don't actually exactly. clear the dust of your home, 
then you've got this stuck, like uh, one of my clients always calls it human dust. Like you've got stuck human dust and then you've exactly. got to clear that out. You know, you can pick up, a, as you know, like you'll pick up if like an animal died in some in a room in somebody's house and you can pick up that that energy is, is still there. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's dark energy. I would just say that, you know, there was a circumstance that happened and I'm picking up that that energy of that death is still lingering here. So we need to clean and clear and just cleanse that out and give it, you know, new, fresh energy. Yeah. It's just perspective. You know, yeah. I, I understand that, you know, there's some churches that are very dark energy because of all the, the, the things that are happening. And I want to make a quick disclosure here that if, um, if the film is a little bit glitchy, my internet is being tossed around a little bit by the windstorm we're having. It's so not too I, bad. Um, yeah, I just want to make bit. that known. <laughs> so with that, that, you know, it's about working through, but the more we work through those shadows, the more we work through the knowings, and that kind of stuff, it gives us a chance to, it gives us a chance to be lighter, to, to go up into that higher vibration of the building and whatever you want to call it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Laura, what, um, when did you kind of come to the realization that the work you're doing now is what your life, your, you know, uh, what your life has led you to? In other words, was there a, a certain time or a moment that you remember and you go, wow, this is what I'm really supposed to be doing? Yeah, did I mean, I fought it for a long time. I, it's a great question because I did fight it for a long time. I, you know, since I was like in my early 20s, I'd always knew I had some some sort of ability, um, which yeah. I would have called gift back then to, you know, pick up on energy, to see spirits on the other side, to talk to people who have crossed over. But I didn't do anything with it. I was really busy in Hollywood and I was living my dream there. So it wasn't even that much of a part of my life. But in my later years, I through my work at Access Hollywood, I was always meeting with different mediums. And, and I, I had collected mediums as friends. And they were really the ones that kind of opened me up to more of that. But it really was when after my brother and my dad passed away and I was working with a spiritual life coach and she was helping me so much. And I think I'd been with her for about a year and I was going to her once a week for a year. And then I just was like, this woman has really helped me change my life. I want to do what she does. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. So I continued with working in television and doing all that work. But then it just, I don't know, it just, there was just something in me that I, I got interested in all these modalities and I was like trying them out on my friends and it was working and I was giving them messages mm -hmm. and then I would just keep like trying this and trying that and seeing what fit until eventually I was like, you know what, maybe I have something here. I don't know. And then fortunately I do have friends in Hollywood and I was working with uh, some organizations through friends who had got me in. And I was doing it kind of like an experiment and I was meeting people I'd never met before. So I'd just been doing readings for my friends and family. And then I got thrown into the fire where I was going to do 50 readings for people I had never met. And I just was wow. like, okay, I just got to lean in and trust. And all of those readings went amazing. And, you know, the things that you bring through are so profound and the miracles that happen. And I just knew that it was something. But there's one particular reading that I did that that really told me I have to do this for a living because it was so impactful. And that was... I was asked, I was a meditation teacher and I was asked if I could come over to someone's house who was in hospice. And I was asked if I could just come and get a message either from them, for them, whatever I could do. I didn't know what I could do at the time. I was like, okay, let me try. So I went over and the woman that I read for, she was getting ready to transition and she couldn't speak. She had lost the ability to speak. And as I was sitting with her and holding her hand, I heard her say, can you talk for me? And I was like, 
Wait, what just happened? I just heard this oh one talking. My God. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. So I said to her husband, I was like, um, okay, I'm going to try something. And your wife is asking me to, to speak for her and I'm going to try. So I just sat with it. I closed my eyes. And then all of a sudden like, it gets me emotional. I just started hearing her talk and I would just speak as her. I would just translate whatever she was saying. I was speaking, I was speaking through telepathy. And I hear her husband in the back, just like crying, crying, bawling his eyes oh. out. And I knew that everything I was saying was right. And I'm like, this is insane. And she was even telling me like more information too about, you know, the why, the why her mm -hmm. life had gone that way and, you know, why she was ready to cross over and some other, you know, personal family information that it was absolutely spot on that he had confirmed after I finished doing the channeling for her. And that was the moment where I was like, wow, I need to really do this for a living. Like, this is so incredible what yeah. impact this had. And, um, and then I think a few weeks later, she transitioned and I think she just needed somebody to speak for her so she could let everybody know it was her time to go and she was okay with it and that they were going to be okay. And so from there, I really leaned in after that moment and that ever since then. And that was probably, that was like right before COVID. So that was probably three years ago, three and a half years ago. And then I've just been in it ever since. That's mm -hmm. right. Now here's a question for both of you right now. Um, I, I know with me, um, Every once in a while, I have a session that doesn't doesn't go so well. You know, about nine, I think about ninety two percent of my clients within one or two sessions are able to actually go to the afterlife and back and have the full experience. But occasionally, I get one that I think is going to be it's going to be perfect and and it just fizzles. You know, and then I feel my my confidence shaken a little bit. Does that ever happen with you two? To where mm -hmm. you know it, you, you, your confidence level in in your ability does it does it waver back and forth a little bit? Or once you have it, do you have it? Go ahead, Natasha. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I would say in my see, I've been intuitive my whole life. I remember being born. I remember a lot of my contract coming in. I my soul has been awake since the moment I've come in. And my cousins always said we are in a very intuitive family, but there's something different about you, Natasha. So with that, that I've been intuitive my whole life. So with that, that a lot of this journey has been about being the human that I have and gaining my my ability to stay my light. And so there's been times where my light flickered and I wasn't too sure about me being in my light. And that was my shyness, my insecurities. But now if somebody comes up to me and says, this doesn't make sense, I go, eh, I'm sorry. I do trust what I'm getting. You may not understand it at yeah. this moment at a time. Please put it in your back pocket if it makes sense later. But we're going to stop the session now so that we don't. You know, and, and so I, I'm able to be more proactive with it than it being about me because I know it's not about me. I trust what I'm getting. Mm. I have to understand, though, that person may not be ready for it. And so I have to honor them. And so there's that fine line between, you know, and yeah, sometimes that humanness, if I'm going through a lot of shadow work at that time, might be a little bit more. But then I go, wait a minute. Then there, there's the other part of me that says, Eh, it wasn't about you. It's yeah. about you learning. It's not about you. So there's that fine line. Everything's about learning, but then it's not about me at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I have a similar answer in that. Um, the yes is that it, it happens because I believe that people are, you get what you believe. That's like my, what I always say. You get what you believe. So if you come in very skeptical, you're going to get some skeptical things or you're going to have blockages where you're not able to see or have the experience that you want to have. And that's really guided by them. 
And then no, does that ever happen to me? I know because I completely implicitly trust what's coming through. Mm-hmm. I know when it, when sometimes it's hard to um, speak it as Laura and I can't get the right words. But then as soon as I realize that I'm being too Laura, then that's when I shift more back into you know my infinite wisdom that's coming through as spirit, as source, and I'm able to get those words. But people can only do what they're able to do at the level of awareness that they have. So the, so it had nothing to do with you, Regan. It has to do with their block as it blocked right. their limitations. Yeah. Yeah, I, but that's, that's really their experience yeah. that they were meant to have at that time anyway. And I always say, I, you know, this is what happens. I'm sure this happens to you guys. I could do a reading and have a hundred things be right and get two details wrong. And people's brain, this is science, yeah. you know, this is the science of our brain, right? They yeah. will focus on the two things I got wrong instead of the 98 other things. And then that's what they'll take out and be like, well, blah, 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 blah. But she said this. It's like, okay, but I also said this, 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 this that was right. But mm-hmm. your negative brain, your reptilian negative brain is always yeah. going to focus you into those two negatives. And the minute that people, not the minute, but sometimes it takes a day or two. I do find that people, they go back to sleep. So when they're in sessions with people who do the this type of work, they're so in it, they're getting it, they're getting what they need. But then a couple of days goes by and all of those same thoughts, beliefs, fears, insecurities, doubts, worries roll back into them. And then sometimes all the amazing work that we do goes to waste for them because now they've forgotten, they've gone back to their fear. So, and that happens sometimes too, but more, more so, and I'm sure you guys have seen this because you said it's like the 92%, 92% of the time, the things that we do as lightworkers have an immense impact on people's lives. And that's yeah. why they keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I like in my sessions, there's sometimes where I'll see the emotion because I, I, I really like to work with emotions. Uh, that's one of my specialties. And so I'll see the emotion, even if it's an emotion that's called at the time, you know, and I'll just ask for that to step aside, to be a witness of our conversation. So then at the beginning of that session, we're, we talk those few minutes about that emotion that's stepping in front and yeah. they, and I, and I show them by their life path, why that emotion has been in front. And so we ask it to step aside once we honor it and, and give it, you know, kind of give it a chance. And by the end of the session, they're like, going, yeah, that emotion that was said, it's actually feeling very relaxed and not in charge anymore. It's grateful to be out of in charge, you yeah. know, because a lot of us have these emotions, control, um, grief, whatever it may be named. Like I said, sometimes it doesn't have a name and, and, you know, put that and then put that by the side. And I find a lot of my sessions when I do that first, especially when somebody's kind of in angst, that a lot of times that session goes with more of a breath than it does a non-breath. Yeah. Yeah. And people, I think sometimes also they're like, you know, that what you're saying is so like impactful. You may go into some, you know, incarnational life and, and you pick up on something that's happening in the same way in this lifetime. And you know, it's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And, but they're just not there to hear it that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes yeah. they're not ready to hear the powerful, impactful thing at that well, time, they may come back around and then it might, you know, it might hit them later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had um, one client that just brought herself out of trance and just wanted to stop because um, she was finding out the whys to things and she didn't like the answers she was getting, you know, she wasn't ready. <laughs> she wasn't ready to have yeah. to have the forgiveness or the, to do the work that, and so she just says, no, this is, this is not, this is not real. It's not real. This is not what I want to hear. You know, yeah. and I go, okay. 
So that's what I like is because what I found out when people are on the other side, all they get is love and light and truth, you know, and it's up to them uh, to deal with it. Like my first client that I had was a psychic uh, medium from Australia, had a TV show and everything. And um, his, his issue that helped him when he had a life between life session, he went to the other side is they told him that he was doing a good job. In other words, uh, his, he came with eight other souls down to earth uh, to do this kind of work to mm -hmm. in each in their own way to uplift humanity. Well, his human self was getting in the way because he was getting like death threats a few times and, and people getting angry with him and they were contacting the TV show saying he's a fraud and all that. And so he started sugarcoating things and mm -hmm. they told him, no, no, no. You know, yeah. he says, tell them what you honestly see. It's up to them to deal with the information. If you sugarcoat it, you, you might as well not give them a reading, you know. And he said that's exactly what he needed to hear because he he knew that the real truth couldn't he couldn't worry about how people were going to handle the truth. Yeah. You know? And that's the journey that. of ego that you have to take. You really have to, you know, quell that ego part of yourself because it is hard. And, you know, for for me personally, I have channeled all these books i every day i channel quotes every single day i've been channeling quotes for five years wow instagram account um and i work with clients every single day so and i teach meditation and i teach i teach corporate wellness workshops around mindfulness and meditation and i see miracles every day of my life i see them every day and when i'm in a bad mood or i'm having my ego fear moments I'm always reminded through my own channeling of who I am and why we're all here. And, and so yeah. it, it's easy for me after 10 years of seeing daily miracles. There's not, there's, there's not very many people who could shake my faith. I've seen too many miracles, but I also yeah. recognize and understand when people are at those lower levels of, of the building, how, when you don't see the miracles, how all of the things that all of us say who are in this community can sound really crazy and, and sometimes awful. Like sometimes the things that I have to teach people and tell people, I recognize and understand that they sound absolutely horrible. It's like, but Laura, you're basically blaming us for, and I'm like, but you don't, you, it's not about blame. It's about recognizing and understanding that as souls, we choose these journeys. We choose these yep. bodies. We choose these lives. Right. You said something in your book that I read, Regan, that I absolutely loved. And it what? was about, um, about, Instead of thinking of uh, of it as we've had what we have like many bodies and many lives, it's we have oh, yeah. one body, right? And we've no, had we have that one, one thing. We have one life better. with many bodies. Right. One life with many bodies. Like, yeah. and that's really it. We've had one life with many bodies and we just keep yeah. jumping into these bodies. Yep. And these bodies are are to help us learn and grow and evolve. And some of the horrible, awful, tragic things that we go through on this planet are in order to evolve us as souls. But when you say that to people who have not come to that awareness, who don't see the miracles, it just sounds awful. Like it's, and yeah. I get it. I understand why it's why I wrote my books. I can't tell you how many questions I asked were why, why is there evil in the world? Why is people have to be so awful? Why are we killing each other with guns? Why, you know, why are people so greedy in life? Same thing that Neil Donald Walsh does. <laughs> it's like a million yeah. why questions. Those are all the questions I think we all have. But mm -hmm. when you start to get the answers over and over through repetition and consistency, you really start to um, come up from the surface for air and realize like, wow, okay, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I want to excuse behavior. It doesn't mean that I want to, um, I, I want to look away from it. It's that I get to now 
be an observer of it with a completely different awareness and understanding. And the great thing is, is I didn't have to go to the afterlife to learn all this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Anita Morjani, who wrote her book, Dying to Be Me. I don't, you know, she, she had to have that experience. So I'm having the daily experience of it. So I don't have to wait till I get to the other side in order to get that experience. And exactly. That's and that's why that's why I say that I'm learning to be my light because so many past lives I've been snubbed out. Yeah. And this is my time to be my light. And you know, to go to something about, you know, why is there so much upheaval? Well, how many people are on this earth? Eight zillion people, you know? Well, there's eight zillion perceptions and eight zillion emotions, you yeah. know, because we don't all have the same emotion because it's all a ball of, you know, it's all in the bag of who we are. And so when you're looking at all those different perspectives perceptions and awarenesses and emotions, something's going to get triggered in there from somebody. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those things. So uh, Sue said um, that uh, just to add, um, can you read Regan? I'm very dyslexic. Okay. So sometimes it's hard for me to read and process at the okay, same time. Okay, I can read it. I'll put, uh, just to add, once I asked a question to an intuitive and what <coughs> he received was not much. I believed, I believed, uh, or I believe my or his spirit team blocked him because it's been a major issue for transformation for me. Okay, so what do you guys get from that? Well, everything's co-creation. So I think it was a little bit maybe of both where there was some blockages around what you were willing to receive at the time. And then he picks up on that and isn't able to to bring through some of that information. Um, And I think that it's just... How do I describe? So I think when it comes to being an intuitive, there can be your own blockages too around what the access mm-hmm. and the wisdom and the knowledge. And you think of think of in, intuitive people as the same as you would think of a um, a physician, a doctor. So they go to elementary school, they go to middle school, high school, then they go off to to um, undergraduate, then they go to graduate school, then they go to medical school. So everybody on this planet who is awakening to their intuitive abilities starts at some level. So some people who are intuitive are still in kindergarten. Some people are in middle school. Some people are in high school. Some people are are at their master's level and some people are professors. So it really can depend on who are you, you working with at the time. And at the time, that's probably who you were meant to be working with. But now maybe you're more aware, more open to it. So you may find somebody who has uh, you know, a different level of awareness and abilities at that current time. And that's not to take away from anybody who's doing this work. It's no. just to recognize and understand that there's still a spectrum of where we all are learning about our abilities. Yeah, it's it's weird. What just came to me now was um, a movie I saw. Um, it was made in China. It was about a young boy prodigy uh, violinist. And he had this teacher that he had that, um, that, that he had really, really close to. And there came a point <clears throat> where the teacher said, I need to let you go because you need to go and find the best teacher in China. You know, and it's that yeah. thing. It's like once, <clears throat> once we've reached a certain level, the things around us or things that have been our teachers or something fall away. And new teachers and new experiences, you know, come in. Come, come and, and that's uh, a great analogy because also, even sometimes with prodigies, the teacher who taught them, they get surpassed. You know, that person who's a prodigy <laughs> ends up being better than the teacher. And so, even right. the teachers, when we teach metaphysics and we're teaching intuition, there may be people that surpass us who just 
have reached a different level or they've done more of their inner work to get themselves there. So, and I think it's just recognizing that no matter where you are in the journey, what you're hearing at the time, the experiences that you're having, they're all oh. perfect exactly as they are. Yeah, exactly. And, like and, and because, sorry, Regan, the, it, it yeah. is because um, like somebody who might be on the level of channeling will hear different types of channels than the person who's been channeling for years. You yeah. know, so it's like, it, 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 you know, nobody's on the same level at the same time and all levels are different for each person. So, um, you know, Guy, you just said, I'm not sure what level I'm on. You're on the perfect level for you right now where right you're now. at learning and yeah. it's experiencing. Um, and and take full advantage of oh what is this here to that's one of my mantras what is this here to teach me because it puts me in the perspective of being on the on the pro side of life instead of the victim side of life what is this here to teach me and so if you can go with that that um <laughs> probably the at the bottom you know none of us are on the bottom unless we're hitting bottom with a lot of those hard lessons addictions and you know a lot of things like that but I would say that the bottom, you know, like when I drove by my husband, who was an alcoholic, being pulled over by two cops on our dead end road that the cops had to move out of the way for me to pass them as I was going to the dentist, that, you know, even that bottom moment that he had was the platform that he broke open, found out that he was not supposed to be the alcoholic anymore. And he hasn't drank for over 11 years from that day. And so that bottom was the spiritual awakening for him, but he took advantage of it. He took advantage of that moment. And that's where, you know, hitting bottom, if we're willing to step into the alignment of that moment, and this is where I'm at, I'm, I'm here, help me, I'm here. You know, there's been many times where I've been, got naked on the floor and said, here I am. You know, I'm, I'm here for you to give me the path that you need to put me on. And, and if you could do that in the awareness, I'm getting chills as I say that, you know, the, the, that awareness yeah. that it, it, it's, it's about being here and, and doing, it's not about being here and staying. Yeah. <clears throat> a better question. I mean, a, a question that would be even better for him to ask is instead of what level is he is just um, kind of ask spirit and say, God, what's my next step? Right. You know, yep. and right. it so could be simple. Um, I will, I will, if you don't have a good meditation practice, I'll tell you that the question has been asked thousands and thousands of times by people having the life between life experience. And when they're on the other side and they're before the council and they ask the question, what religion, what what practice, what can I do to kind of keep myself connected more over there? They always say meditation, yep. you know, that that's God's gift to us to quiet the mind because our mind's too busy. And meditation helps you slow down. I mean, f uh, physically, when you meditate, you're you're the, if you were had your um, you had your head hooked up to machines, it shows your brainwaves. It's going to show your brainwaves start to get further and further apart. They go into kind of it's, it's like when you're going to sleep and in a light meditative state, you can hear a lot easier or your intuition becomes a lot stronger in, in the feeling of what you should do next. You know, mm -hmm. even just read a book or just decide that you're going to go out today and be kind, the most kind person you've ever been in your life and try it for a day. I mean, that could be your next step. You know, when you quiet the mind, the soul can speak. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. And like um, Guy says that, you know, um, I hope to get to the top. I can tell you, you will. having no I having a conversation with my mother of heart um, who came into my life after my mom passed away that um, on her deathbed was saying, I've learned more about my life than I've ever learned before. And I'm going to say to you that this is a journey. 
Like Regan says that we are one soul with many bodies. This is a journey. So top, I don't know if there is a top. I know there's an evolution. Yeah. So evolution moment. Be in the evolution of it, not necessarily the, it's a journey, not a destination. I know that's hard for some people to understand. It is a journey. It's not a destination. We are on an evolution. And just having that intention to uh, awaken that part of yourself, because when we put those intentions out there, they begin to show up for us. And then Tasha, you mentioned your, your husband and being pulled over. I bet he had an inner intention, whether it was conscious or unconscious. Exactly. That he wanted to heal, that he didn't want to be an alcoholic anymore. And so sometimes when we're not taking the, the inspired action, that is when our source will come along and push us into something that will yeah. make that hard turn. Like for me, just as a quick example, I've been trying to lose the weight I gained over COVID for the last you know, year and a half, <laughs> and I have not been able to do it. My human self could not do it. And I kept setting the intention. And then every morning I would you know, start and then I would end and I, it never happened. And then I went to get a bone density scan uh, about a month ago and it came back that I had osteoporosis and I'm pretty damn young to have oh, osteoporosis. Wow. And then I was like, okay, this is it. This is where I finally am going to make changes because I want to try to, you know, at least I know you can't reverse it completely, but I want to try to get it at least stable or reverse it back to osteopenia. And I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And so that hard circumstance has now helped me shift into a completely different program for my nutrition. In the last three weeks, I've lost almost nine pounds. Wow. When I'd been trying for a year and a half and then I didn't lose a single pound and probably gained more weight. And it really was that hard circumstance that everybody could have been like, oh my God, woe is me. This is horrible. I was like, yes, I'm using this as my fuel to do what I need to do. So I'm grateful that the source came along and shifted me into that so that I could live out my intention. Well, exactly. And, and, and yeah. Regan, I know that I'm doing this again to you. I apologize. Oh. I can tell you though, that um, almost three weeks to the day before I sat on my bed and I said to the universe, you have to make the change. I cannot do it. I cannot split my family up. You know, I cannot split my family up. You need to help me do the change that you know that needs to happen. <laughs> And, 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 and at the same time, all of a sudden it was quiet. It was the quietest. I had, Mm -hmm. I heard nothing. Everything paused. Do you know how many voices and sayings and, I mean, you're probably the same way. It's like this instant, the constant chatter somewhere. And it was like, everything was quiet. And I went, yep. I just made a statement, didn't I? You know, somewhere in me, I knew. And then when I saw him pulled over, I went, okay, I'm going to have to make a decision. I knew I had to make a decision. It was just, I, if I told the whole story, it was divine guidance. This yep. whole process, it was a deeper divine guidance. And so it, it's amazing how we can negotiate this path that we're on, but it's it's about being ready to be there to greet it when we're there. And, yeah. and that's that whole story. So we, do you mind if I step over to a couple comments while you make a... Uh... No, go ahead. okay. I just want people watching too. Now, there's another process that um, I'm actually certified in too, but you can find a worker in your area or it's done online. It's called the quantum healing hypnosis technique. It's uh, from Dolores Cannon School. And what's actually possible now 
is uh, with one of us therapists is we put you, we help you achieve a deep state of relaxation or trance, which most people can reach. And um, at a certain point, we begin speaking to your higher self. And when I when I'm speaking to the higher self, I'll ask the higher self if it's willing to do a body scan to see if there's any health issues. And the higher self says, sure. So I'm sitting there with my clients and the, uh, the higher self is going through the body and saying, oh, she needs this and that and boom like this. And it's just blows your mind. And then because the higher self will never do anything without being specifically asked, I ask, well, can any part of this be healed now? And sometimes the higher self will say, sure, we can take care of this because she's learned that lesson. Or a lot of times they'll say a lot of these issues will go by the wayside if you change these things about the way you look at things. So they find out why they have their certain issues, you know. So, I mean, there's all kinds of tools opening up here. So it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful time to be alive, you know. Yeah, it is amazing tools. And I, I love all that. And it's just, it's so powerful when somebody can, especially when it comes from somebody else too. Like we all know probably what our, our own issues are, but when someone's able to pick up on a medical issue that you have and they know nothing about you and you never met them before and they're picking up. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's like, Whoa, like, how did you know that? It's just like, yeah, because we all know, we all know the same information. And then to yeah. be able to have those those moments where you can actually do clearing and you can't clear everything right away. As you said, sometimes it takes it, like, these are the shifts yeah. that you need to make in order to it's a shift. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. I love it. Yeah. Like I did a big clearing on myself this morning and I know that now it's the, the habits, the practices that I've done that I need to, to shift through and, and do a little differently so that I don't reapply that, that, yeah the clearing that I just did on myself. So it, it's, 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 it's just a dance that we're doing and, and how do we negotiate it? And, and it's about being, it's about being more in the perspective of how can this help me to learn from about myself more than it is about being in the victimhood, which is a natural place to go to. Yeah. 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 And people do get stuck in, you know, their circumstances. And there's some pretty tragic circumstances that people have gone through. There's, oh, I, yes. I, I have to say, like, I lived in a pretty myopic world, to be honest, when I was younger. Like, I had two very loving parents. My dad had a little bit of an anger issue. But my parents loved us. My dad was always super proud of everything that I did in the world. He was my biggest cheerleader. I never struggled financially. My parents either, you know, helped or I, you know, I worked and, and made my own money and took care of myself. And it wasn't until my own bricks came falling down on me and then I took this journey and then I started working with clients that I was like, wow, there's some horrible things that go on in this world. The people tearing their traumas and PTSD and the grief and all the things that we're going through, it's, it's really fascinating to, to see it. And I've learned so much about other people's journeys and it's actually shifted me so much more into compassion than mm -hmm. I've ever been. You know, it's like, yes. like I just want to help everybody. I know that we're not here to help everybody, but I still do want to help everybody. I want to live on a planet where people are happy and joyful and we take care of one, each, one another and we don't create invisible lines and separate each other based on our color or our class or our gender or where we live. Like that's the world yeah. I want to see. And if anything I'm doing to, to help myself and to help people can help, <coughs> then I'm going to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. My mantra through a lot of this has been, I'm asking for healing on this. 
I'm asking for divine healing on this. Whatever this is, <laughs> I just throw out there. I'm asking divine healing on this. You know, yeah. Turkey, Syria, you know, the, you know, yeah. Russia, yeah. oh, that, you know, the whole world. I just put a bubble around it and ask for healing on this. Yeah. It, it's a it, thing, it's yeah. again, thing. You know, I'm thinking, what do you think on this too? I think Natasha, I talked about it before, <coughs> but I believe the clients that I see, you're not, you know, they're, they see me. It's not a coincidence that they're, they're, they're just supposed to be seeing me, but I feel that part of their grief and part of their journey is probably in, in, in part of my journey also. In mm -hmm. other words, as mm -hmm. they heal, I'm healing. So I'm thinking with all these people that I'm going through all the stuff, I go, whoa, I must have had some past, <laughs> you know, I have to have all this. <laughs> I have all this extra healing I need to have My done. favorite quote that ever came through is, when you are in service, you are in your healing. And when you are healing, you are in service. So matter whether you are the person who is, as the light worker, helping people, you're still getting a healing for yourself. Or whether yeah. you're the, the sitter who is working through their own stuff and, and healing, or you're just sitting in meditation, we're always always healing from whatever perspective it is so you're still yeah. right it on. is it is we have someone else who's asking for here margaret um we're not doing readings today we're giving um inspirational conversation and hoping that that would if that this can help you and if you're looking for a private session or looking for some answers um laura and i and regan all do some form of sessions uh and so here we're, it's already the end of the show i know <laughs> i know it's so fast <laughs> i love to do live readings though like i have so much fun when i do them i it's just always it's like one of those it was miracles where you're like sometimes i do live readings on insight timer and i don't even know the people i can't talk to them all i see their little comments and their little bubbles and i'm still able to them readings and sometimes exactly. they're on camera and you're able to do it sometimes you're just you know hearing their voice. And I'm like, it's always fascinates me. I love live reading. And, and I do too. I do too. Yeah, what no, what we I, have found, what we have yeah. found on the show is that they, yeah. they can last longer than just a few minutes. Yes. And yes. then we get caught up in it. And yeah. I didn't want to have that intention oh, for the yeah. show. Yeah. You being our first time on the guest. <laughs> so if we wanted to do like um, a session where, Hey, Laura's going to be back on, we're going to do private readings. That would be great. You know, then, totally then, and then we can do that. But at this this show, I didn't want to have that intention. And so I just wanted to put it out there to to hold that space that it's you not know, that we just want to dishonor people who want are looking for readings from psychics. Right. But at the same time, I wanted well, to honor this first time with Laura. Now, that would be that would be really interesting program to have you guys both um, seeing what you see about the same person because oh, then yeah. you get to see. Yep. The double perspective, you know, yep. that way. I think mm -hmm. that would be very, very interesting. Yeah, we've done that on Clubhouse, um, the app Clubhouse, where a couple of different people will read for the same person. It'd be so interesting. And it's like, we're all getting the same information, but we just use different language and words to, yeah. to just say that the same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that different language hits the person differently with with yeah. a situation. So it's you know that I've always been told you know from my guides, Natasha, you're able to come through the back door and break it wide open. So I come a lot of times. I come in gently because of yeah. the language that I use. Our so it's one of those matters too. Like I I do a lot of pop pop culture references because my life before this was entertainment and pop culture. So the what I have inside of my brain that I can utilize as metaphors works so well. <laughs> And the, the life that you've lived that you can look back on and use as metaphors works for you. So we all have different aspects of ourselves that can be helping for other people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, now, since you're from Hollywood, too, are you, are you familiar with uh, Richard Martini? No. Mm -mm. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, he's done two. Um, uh, he's done two documentaries. One's called, and it's about mediums and and about the work that I do through the Newton Institute, and um, <clears throat> it's it's called the uh, the flip side. Oh, the okay. flip side and hacking the afterlife. And he does a podcast um, every, I don't know if it's once a week or once a month uh, with, um, oh my gosh, Laura, somebody, I think it's another Laura. It's, um, uh, it's, it's anyway, his podcast on hacking the afterlife. And um, what they do is they talk to celebrities that have passed on, you know, mm. they've talked to like Robin Williams. They, they yeah. had Jesus, they even had Jesus as a guest one time. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a, um, I, oh, I'm saying her name, but anyway, it's great. And, and then, and he's really great. He's done, he was a skeptic at first. And then he, um, uh, he videotaped 10, uh, 10 uh, Newton Institute, the thing that I do, the life between life sessions with different facilitators and people. And mm-hmm. after 10, he's saying, oh my God, everybody's having the same experience. And so he's proceeded to film over 60 of them Yeah. and, uh, he's had six times going to the afterlife and back, you know, so He's a, and then um, he tried to trick media. He kept calling mediums and it's not Tom Pote, um, an actor that everybody knows that passed away was his good friend and he knew how they met. So mm-hmm. he would have the medium say, the medium would say, oh, I have him. I'm talking to him now. And he'd say, okay, if you're talking to him now, ask him how he met. And he found a certain number of them that told exactly where they met. And so <clears throat> then he said, that's how he was, you know, he's trying to trick the mediums, as you probably all get trick questions yeah. sometimes because they're trying to get approved. But um, the one he has on the show, she's delightful, to, uh, yeah. just like you two. I think, oh, my gosh, if you had the three of you could do a movie, you know, it'd be like uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be uh, medium to medium rare or something. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Oh, but, you're uh, it's just it's just great. I just love the energy you two have. And I'm sure people watching this and watching in the future uh, to get a hold of either one of you to um, get a reading would be wonderful, you know. And uh, I'm here also for, uh, matter of fact, I guess since we're over time, I'll just, I'll just, I'll give my, my um, little spiel here. People watching now uh, on online and in person, if you're within a certain, like maybe five, like I'm doing a, I have five scheduled in LA for next month. I'll be down in LA for about two, two and a half weeks and San Diego. And then I come back to the San Francisco area. And then over to Sacramento. I'm going to Sacramento in two days to, uh, for my daughter, who um, whose ex uh, committed suicide, and um, she loved him still, even though he, he had issues and she had to divorce him. But she still had this love for him, and uh, it's been difficult for her. So um, I'm going to, and she's, um, uh, boy, yeah, she's uh, legally blind. So in hypnosis, she doesn't see things. She just. I'm going to have to do this, you know, have her use the other senses. Matter of fact, would, would either of you be able That's to- interesting though, because I've read for, for people who are blind and they've all they told me the same thing that they see that when they, they don't, they like, if I say, can you picture a rainbow? Can you picture what a tree looks like? That when they are in like that sort of state, they actually can see. So okay. That's thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's and good. It- that's good to know. Yeah, it's it's you. It's just her trusting that part of her that she doesn't use in this lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It, well, that's good. I'm glad you both. That'll be very helpful. So, what I'll do to get her into um, that trance, though, I'll have her use her other senses, of you know, feeling, smell, mm-hmm. and everything to get her relaxed. And once she's reached that level, then then maybe shift a little bit. Ask so, her higher self to see for her. Yeah. And, and then trust that vision. Shift right. Yep. All right. 
All right. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, oh, you can get a hold of me at Visit the Afterlife. There's some videos on there of people <laughs> going through the life between life process. There's a lot of information on um, uh, reincarnation. Uh, my book's still free on there for uh, Reincarnation is Real, which is about, it's an ebook that's all about the current research being done all over the place. And there's tons of it and tons of proof out there for people willing to research a little bit. And um, for those of you who just have regular issues, if you don't want to do the spiritual way, uh, God has opened up a portal for regular modalities now, uh, energy modalities that work really, really well for traditional therapy. One, uh, tapping or EFT. One is EMDR, which is this eye movement sensitivity, and the other is the havening touch. And the three of them, um, I deal with people with PTSD all the time, uh, fears, phobias, and we can get you better that way too. And then you can work on your your God self if you want. So, But if you want to take a trip to the other side and you want to do it, um, let me know. And um, now, Laura, let's uh, give your websites right there, but uh, tell them again and tell them the, the um in case they don't go to your websites, the titles of a couple of your books that would be good for them to, to purchase. Yeah. So if you're interested, that is my website, laurasalman.com. And that's how you can find my one-on-one -on -one sessions that I do. And then my books are called The All of Everything, The All of the All, The All That Is, and Wisdom of the All. So it's all under the, the title, The All. And then I also teach courses. So if you're seeing this before March 7th, <coughs> I have a course called Infinite uh, Awakeners. And it's all about discovering your infinite ability. So we're learning every modality, every spiritual tool that exists. It's a one-year program. And I really believe in wow. that and consistency are the key because I took six weeks courses here and there and I learned a little bit, but I, it wasn't until I put it into practice every single day that it really began to awaken. Mm -hmm. That's it. So I have it be a year program. I just finished my first year with my students. They're actually graduating this week. And just the things that I've seen, how they've changed and evolved and opened and awakened those part of their self is amazing. So I do have a few spots left in that class starting March 7th. So if you're interested, interested, you can go to my Instagram. So it's at Laura Saltman on my Instagram. And in my link tree is the information of um, that program and what it looks like. So you can head over there. I'm also on TikTok. I just got on TikTok. So join me on TikTok. Okay. Inspiration. And then um, I do live readings free readings on instagram as well as insight timer so you can always follow me on those platforms and you can find me here and there popping up for uh free readings and then if you want some one-on-one -on -one time i'm available one-on-one -on -one. and if you are in south florida i am available either at the four seasons in miami surfside or at vegan fine body in boca raton but now you're there when so I'm there uh, Tuesday through Saturdays. Um, you just have to book through Eat Me or the store to pick the time. You can't just walk in. I'm not there every single day. So you actually have to go through the either the spa at Four Seasons or um, through Vegan Fine Body. So your home base is Florida now? No. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm not in You're L.A. totally out of Hollywood. Yep, okay. I am not in L.A. I'm in <laughs> Florida now. All right. Went coast to coast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Natasha, what about you? Uh, you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. And I am one that I love to help people go through life. You know, there is a reason why we're going through things. And my, I, I, I pray to bring the enlightenment to the perspective to help you move through those. So with that, that you are amazing. Thank you, Laura, for being oh, a guest been, on this show. So Regan, you're going to be on um, Visages of the Afterlife tomorrow night, oh, right? Yeah. You know, Laura, there's a really cool... Um, uh, they're doing their this season now. It's called Vestiges After Dark, right, Natasha? 
-hmm. and it's a it's a bishop a priest and a nun and they do this <laughs> wonderful podcast they're on the they call themselves like the outlaw catholic people you know yeah you should listen to them they're hilarious they are <laughs> they're not the normal amazing. people yeah. yeah and matter of fact um uh, natasha is going to be on their show next uh, pretty next soon Tuesday. and, and nice. maybe when you're on the there 20th. you can say you can you know, give laura a plug too or something yeah. people love these they're just amazing in their show and they're they're just open to they're just searching for truth you know you know and they're willing to uh, listen to things beyond what the you know the strict right. guidelines and everything they have um yeah. and uh the nun and the bishop on there were both ex-police officers who mm -hmm. became a priest and a nun you know and the other priest is in australia and they they're the just they are delightful you know so it's called vestiges after dark anybody listening to this uh, exactly. you can find them uh find them online and um you'll be doing yeah. handwriting analyzing yeah, handwriting uh, uh this thing about uh, handwriting analysis which is one of my trainings in hypnotherapy school you know um cool. you know so many ways that we give away who we are we can't hide who we really are anymore right yeah. <laughs> you know there are no secrets Trust no me. secrets. No secrets. People who uh, you know, can pick up on it. <clears throat> telepathy. Everything always eventually comes out in the wash. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's where doing private sessions. You know, sometimes we could do a yeah. quick, a quick reading here. Yeah. Uh, and but it's it's getting down into the work. Oh, and I know yeah. a lot of us have the inner child being triggered right now, and the inner yeah. those inner things that that have been sitting idle almost feeling they've been a little talkative but we don't want to listen too much that are talking right now and so right now a private session can really help be helpful because i can tell you right now the this is kind of like the break before we kind of get into the good storms of life coming up in the springtime after the equinox so be ready but at the same okay. time if we have the tools we can <coughs> negotiate it we can yeah. negotiate it. And if you're interested on, uh, is for those watching now, on Wednesday, same stations, same platforms, uh, Life Clarifications with Natasha, I'm going to be having a guest on, Jason, who is a good friend of mine, fellow intuitive, and we're going to be talking about addictions. So with that, okay. that we're, we're going to be doing that on Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific time on Facebook and, and uh, Facebook and YouTube at Natasha Venter Angelic Clarifications. So thank you, Laura, for being well, thank here. Thank you, Laura. It's a pleasure. And, and blessings to all. And know that you are going to be perfectly imperfect through this whole process of life. So, you know, have the perspective that you're going to be going doing okay. Okay. Blessings to all. Laura, if you want to stick around thank for a you. second. Yep. Blessings. Yeah, stick around. We'll see you next week. Hey, next bye. week. Bye.